Ah, do you feel that? That soft, warm, fuzzy cocoon of academia? Ah, so nice and comfy in here. Just snuggle in because, ah, it's going to be great. Well, get out of there. That's nowhere to live. The cocoon of academia is nowhere where a seminarian should live. Today, we're talking about five ways you can break out of your academic cocoon. Welcome to the Seminary Support Podcast, where you will find help to start, finish, and get the most out of your seminary experience. I'm your host, Mark McElreath. Do you feel that? The soft, warm, fuzzy cocoon of academia? Well, look, get out of there, because that's nowhere where you or I should live as a seminarian. Five ways today we're going to talk about you can break out of your academic cocoon. I'm talking about the experience where it's just books and it's just study, and it's just submitting papers. Let's break out of that. Look, first of all, number one, seek ministry opportunities. One of the easiest things to do is to take on the mindset while you're in seminary of, I'll do ministry when I get out of seminary. Those who take that mindset usually never deliver on that promise because they have not been actively at it even while in seminary. They don't do it when they get out. It's like saying, well, look, once I become a pastor, I'll become a soul winner. It never happens if you're not doing it as a student. A Christian should always be ministering. Breaking out of the warm, safe, sanitized cocoon is important because you need to get your hands dirty. It's easy to get sucked into the calmness of a book or the comfiness behind a desk, but we need an outlet, men. Work in children's church. Go visit shut-ins. Follow up on new move-ins. Go see visitors that came to your church. Ministry opportunities break us out of our sterile academic world and help us to remember why we're doing seminary in the first place. We're doing this because we want to serve the Lord, live for Him, please Him, and we want to reach people. If we're not careful, men, we will become a Dead Sea academic where everything flows in and nothing flows out. And you know what? If you've studied Bible geography, you know about the Dead Sea. Nothing lives in the Dead Sea because it's so full of salt and minerals. Nothing can live there. And look, if we're just taking in, just consuming on ourselves as an academic, we just become a Dead Sea. Everything flows in. Nothing flows out. Secondly, teach something you've learned. Even if you're not a pastor or a Sunday school teacher, look for some way to share something that you've learned with others. Now, maybe you say, well, Mark, I'm studying systematic theology too. What do they want to know about angelology? Well, surely there's something in there or some other class you're taking. Look, there's something that you can boil down and give to someone. Not only is it going to benefit them by hearing truth, it's going to help you to learn the material better. It always helps me to teach what I've learned to help really cement what it means and what it is. I'm I'm teaching right now on the textual issue in a men's Sunday school class. And you know what it's helping me to do? It's helping me to clarify my position. Now, I know what I believe, but teaching it in this way to men that none of them have a Bible college background, very little Bible background for any of them, but helping to boil that down and to pass it on. I'm teaching a high school Bible class right now. I'm teaching New Testament survey. And it's amazing, as I teach just very basic truths, 
walking through the book systematically of the New Testament, I get excited about it because things are unlocking to me. I'm making connections. I'm, I'm bringing things together in my own mind. Uh, I think I'm getting as much or more out of it than the students are. So break out of your academic cocoon. First of all, seek ministry opportunities. Secondly, teach something you've learned to someone else. Third thing, build meaningful relationships. Uh, one of my previous professors, Dr. Herb Samworth, I've mentioned him on this podcast, and you can go back and hear our conversation that we had. That's from episodes uh, 13 and 14. Has often mentioned to me about a theologian named Arthur Pink, A.W. Pink. You may have read a book or some theology by A.W. Pink, A Great Mind. Uh, whatever you think about him, whatever you think about his theology or the way that he approached Scripture, he was quite the scholar. In fact, in his lifetime, he claimed to have read one million pages of theology. Now, just consider that statement, the claim that you've read one million pages of theology. That is literally 1,000 books, each being 1,000 pages in length in your life. That's an incredible feat. A great theologian. But Dr. Sandworth talked about how A.W. Pink had very few friends and was, was kind of an outsider, really, uh, through his life, and had very little influence on him from outside influences. And he talks about how he thinks that affected him adversely and that it didn't help temper and shape and mold many of his ideas. And so some of his ideas, when you read them, are quite out there, quite far-fetched, really. And our relationships will help to temper us and keep us... Uh, reined in, if I can put it that way. Not constricting, but help us to see whether or not we're on the right path. Iron sharpeneth iron is still very true in seminary, and our relationships will help us with that. So break out of your academic cocoon by building meaningful relationships. A fourth thing, a way you can break out of your academic cocoon, seek souls. Seeking souls is possibly the most surefire way to break out of your academic cocoon. Grab some tracks, grab a buddy, go knock on doors. Teach a Sunday school class and go after those who are unsaved in that class. Seek souls and let your passion for the Lord and love for Him break through in that. Reach people. If we're doing two things in the church, it should be this. We should be reaching and we should be teaching. And, you know, keeping a, a close contact with people is going to keep our own studies fresh. You know why? Because if we're studying in a vacuum... If we're studying it in just our little warm, fuzzy academic cocoon, it just becomes theoretical. It's just theory. It's just ideas. But when we learn something and we're going out and we're pounding the pavement, we're seeking people, going after people, we're just charging ahead for the Lord. It brings those studies and it brings those things to life. And, you know, we really see that the gospel really does work. Seek souls. It helps to keep our studies fresh. And then a fifth thing, find a righteous distraction. Righteous distraction is really just another way to say a good hobby. <laughs> Recently, someone asked me, somebody asked me, we had some folks over the house. They said, well, what are your hobbies? And I honestly had to sit there and think about it. I, that's probably not a good thing. And I answered school with kind of a half laugh, you know. It's not really far from the truth. But, but you know, seminary takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time in between ministry and family and everything else going on. There's not much more time to fit in there. 
maybe doing this podcast is kind of my hobby. Uh, but to be honest, I think my righteous distraction, at least right now in my life, and I know there'll be seasons and times where this changes and ebbs and flows, but my righteous distraction is really just finding value in the ordinary. I enjoy cutting the grass. I like to go out and ride the riding mower, and I like to work in the yard. I like to sit down at the end of the day with my wife and watch a show or eat a snack. It's making time to allow my mind to unwind, kind of kind of untense. Uh, because, man, you know, you're in the ministry. Uh, those of you who are listening, you're you're in seminary, and you can you can get wound up so tight. You can just be so tense about things. You need something that just helps you almost almost exhale in a way and to allow that tension to release. Otherwise, you're just going to push yourself so hard you're going to hurt yourself. Now, I'm all about charging ahead, going hard forward, going at it. But there must be something, and I say righteous distraction. I mean, you know, it could be a number of things. And Look, people have very elaborate hobbies. I have no fault with that as long as those hobbies are kept in check and they're not keeping you from the Lord or, or something you know, that's not right with the Lord. But finding joy in the ordinary for me right now is lots of fun. It's sitting down and playing a game with the kids. Uh, it's, it's simple things right now. I, I honestly can't tell you I have a real hobby, to be honest. Maybe, maybe that's not good. But I'm finding righteous distractions in the simple, and that's really good for me in this season of life. Um, so that's five things for you to break out of your academic cocoon. Seek ministry opportunities. Teach something you've learned. Build meaningful relationships. Seek souls and find a righteous distraction. Five ways to break out of your academic cocoon. I want to say thank you to all of you who are listening. And really, I just have a word. I'm recording this. Uh, if you're listening to it the day of the launch, I'm recording it the night before. I'm recording this on Wednesday night, November the 4th. So we're in day two of, of the election. And I want to just give a word. I don't normally talk about politics on the podcast. And at this point, there is no clear winner. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this in the future, there will be a winner. We'll know who the next president is. But I just want to give a word. I think as a lot of this polling comes in, especially the polling that's coming in for me in the state of Georgia, and I live in Henry County in Georgia, to see the state of our country as far as the numbers, how things are trending, I think it tells us more about the state of our country than anything else. And it's this. It's that people need the gospel. And the only hope that we have, it's not about red and blue. It's not about Democrat and Republican. It's people, we've got to go after them with the gospel, man. We've got to reach people. The gospel changes lives. The gospel is what gives people hope. You know, it's the gospel that changes communities. It's the gospel that overturns unrighteousness. And so, if anything, let this charge us up. And I'm telling you, after this election, I am more excited about going after people and reaching our community and reaching our county and our state than I've ever been before. Let this spur us on. I believe, man, there is going to be one final revival that the Lord is going to send. And I want to be a part of it. There's going to be a great gleaning, I believe, of souls before the Lord returns. And I want to be on the front lines of that. And we can do it right here. You can do it right where you're at, right in your community, right with your people. Let's be faithful. 
faithful to the end. Well, thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already, please subscribe so you can get notified every time a new episode is launched and take a moment to leave a review. Seminary support can be found on every major podcast player and platform. Please share today's episode with someone that you think would find it helpful. You can find me on Twitter at Mark McElroy Jr. and all the episodes at www.seminarysupport.com. Please send me your episode ideas or your feedback to the seminary podcast gmail.com or send me an audio message with a question in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, Mark McElreath, and remember, nothing will ever take the place of learning from the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls out, learn of me, and there's an open invitation to that classroom for all of us.